You're listening to Skyhawk After Dark Welcome to the Hanky Panky Podcast with your host, Coralyn Jewell, a number one international best-selling author, director, porn star, swing club owner, and lifestyle coach. We'll delve into all topics related to the adult industry. Everything from porn, panty selling, custom orders, webcamming, swinging, BDSM community, polyamorous lifestyle, and more. Intrigued? Curious? Coralyn is an open book and will share her experiences and knowledge in the world of sex. Let's welcome your host, Coralyn Jewell. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Hanky Panky Podcast. I'm your host, Coralyn Jewell, and it's good to have you guys back. We are on our second year of running our podcast, and uh, things are going really, really well. I would like to see you guys thumbing up and subscribing to my YouTube. I know you subscribe to the Apples and the Spotify's and stuff, but the YouTube numbers are what matters. Okay, did I explain that? YouTube, thumb up, YouTube, subscribe. That's all I need you guys to do. Anyways, we're going to get started today. Uh, first of all, big shout out to Skyhawk After Dark Radio for having us on their network. We are also on Full Swap Radio every Friday. I believe it's noon and 8 p.m. And that is Eastern Time or Pacific Standard. No, it's not Pacific Standard. I think it's Central, actually. I don't know. FullSwapRadio.com. Okay. We're also on K97 FM Radio, your adult party network. And also all the different platforms such as Spotify, Apple iTunes, Google, iHeartRadio, and so many more. Anchor, all of them, okay? And then we also have some new sponsors on board. We have a new, if you guys want to consider it like a Facebook for adults, it's called Pinksters, okay? It's free for you to join. It is for content performers, it's for models, it's for directors, photographers, and fans. And it's a place where you guys can actually go and you get your own wall, just like a Facebook. But if you guys want to say that you're having a shitty day and you don't like the president today, then you can say that and you will not be shadow banned, okay? Also, we have another site called pleaseme.com. If you guys go to my website, thecorallandjewel.com, look on the top you're going to see discounts and you're going to see trial memberships those are different sponsors and affiliates that i have negotiated to get you guys like a free month trial or a discount on an adult toy so make sure you take a look there because without them i can't offer you guys special offers and without them and without you guys you can't take advantage of them all right we're done with all that good stuff let's get started my guest today actually wrote me on um, a site called xbiz i talk about that a lot i am a huge huge advocate for what they do i love their site and uh i'd like to introduce you guys this is steven steven like to see my welcome and thank you for joining us on the show today thank you Coraline. i'm very very happy to be here Thank you for joining us. So you guys, Stephen is, um, it's Stephen Malera, right? Am I saying that right? Malora. Yeah. Malora. Okay. And yeah, Stephen, you, you run uh, Prosperity Counseling. Yep. Okay. See, I'm getting better at this. And you are a uh, therapist and you are out of uh, Pittsburgh. I'm based out of Pittsburgh, yes. Got it. Okay. And so you guys, Stephen had written me on uh, XBiz and said that he enjoyed my show. Which which, which seminar did you attend? From I went to the Exotica, and it was it was the late one where the audio was all screwed up. But was I, that a yeah. was well that it's it's been all of them to be honest with you, except for <laughs> every. I mean, and I love I love you know I love Exotica, I really do. But like my biggest complaint, and my my, my listeners, I think you guys know this. So I travel, I do these seminars, and they put two seminars simultaneously in the same room, okay, with a screen dividing us. So I might be discussing, you know, the importance of being true to yourself and, you know, you can't get other people to accept you as an adult performer or webcam performer or attending a, a convention or a swinger. Um, you know, so I'm talking like serious conversations. And next to me, we're learning how to eat ass 
or like pussy licking, you know, 101. And we've got those sounds going on over there. Is that right, Stephen? Is that what I was fighting with? That sounds there? about right. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Good times and, at Exotica. <laughs> so was that, um, I know it wasn't the only one that New Jersey, we had our own private room. This was the Washington DC one. It was one, Washington. Okay. Yeah. It was the most recent one. That's right. Yes. So, um, that's my only complaint is that I'm trying to have like a serious talk to you guys and I can't even hear myself thinking because next door I'm being told, stop it with your lips, stop it with your lips. And I'm like, oh my God, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But I loved your talk. It was about being true to yourself and personal empowerment, which is all the things I do. Yes. So that's, that was interesting. So that's, so let's get to that. So you had reached out to me, said you saw that. And then once I looked at your profile on there, I was like, oh, I'd love to have you on here because, um, brings a different side of, you know, a different view and some different uh, professional experience. Right. So, um, okay. So let's get started before we go to your career and how my listeners can learn from you and then how they can reach out to you. Um, oh, before I do that, actually, if I have a listener in different States, do you do online coaching and can they do it with you that way legally? How does that work? Yes. So I do have my separate pro- coaching practice. Yes. Steve Malora coaching. Okay. And it is so I can see anyone nationally or internationally that way. Okay. Uh, which is coaching is not counseling, so it's very different. Right. But if so, if you want services that way, you can see me anywhere. But I'm licensed in Pennsylvania and Florida, and I see clients both both uh, both places online. So online are, or, in, or in person? If they live in Pennsylvania or Florida, do you have an No, office? I'm actually not doing any in person right now. I'm telehealth okay. only. Okay, got it. You Did you used to do in person before all this shit started? Yes, actually, when the pandemic happened, it was like, oh, this new coronavirus thing, states being all weird about it. Let me just do two weeks online. I'll come back in the office in April and we'll be fine. And then it never stopped, which was good for me because I learned how to do the best version of telehealth I can do. It was actually pretty nice. I no longer have the commute. I no longer have a few other things. I miss some things you can only do in person. Okay. But, you know, it's been great for my business. It's been great for being able to expand and see people on, you know, if I'm on the moon, I can exactly. treat people. Yeah, I mean, Love I was going to say, you know, a lot, you know, we read a lot of the media, how it says, you know, people were so used to now, you know, uh, you know, redoing their lives to work from home. And now it kind of works for a lot of people. I mean, it works for me. You know, I mean, there's some things like totally. I run, I run swingers events. I can't run a swingers event from home, but I mean, but well, sometimes I can't actually, but, um, but, you know, for being able to do, like, you know, I really focused on webcam and working on my second book and working on the script of my document. Oh, you can do that for all from home. So it's kind of nice. Okay. Are you from, where's your nationality? Where were you born and raised? Well, I'm from Pittsburgh, born okay. and raised. You know, um, I lived in Orlando for grad school, so lived there for four years. And I came back to Pittsburgh. I'm, right now, I'm in the process of being a snowbird. Now that I'm location independent as a counselor, okay. I have a camper, and I can go back and forth to my second homeland of Orlando. Love the people there. Have lots of friends there. And it's sunny. And, of course, I'm – yeah, oh, my God. It's <laughs> I think it's a high of 23 degrees right now in Pittsburgh, Outside. which I'm sure some people love. But I'm too Mediterranean. I love the heat. Sunlight and beaches. So I, yeah, I'm, I'm very you. happy that my job allows me to travel a lot more now. I'm with you. I um. So I'm you know I'm from a California girl, born in South Africa, but I'm a California girl. And um, I did my time. I call it. I did my time in Sweden for four years. I did my time in Germany and Wisconsin. And I got to tell you, the other I think it was New Year's Eve. So it was New Year's. We were heading to South uh, South Lake Tahoe. Okay. And my girlfriend said, you know, it's going to be cold. And I'm like, yeah, I know. So I went outside one night to have a cigarette. And I was like, freaking, it's cold. This is here in California. And I looked online and it was like 50 something. And then I typed in South Lake Tahoe and it said 28. And I was like, oh no, what the hell am I doing? It was freezing yeah. when we went there. Freezing. Yeah, I wouldn't go out either. 
No worries. Just counsel. You really don't. This is, <laughs> yeah, if, I, if only I was in Florida right now, I could actually, like, be outside and enjoying sunlight. But I nope. did a... Um, I did a meeting, a phone, it was just a phone call meeting with Please Me. She's uh, Heather Montgomery. She's the owner of Please Me. You should, I, I don't know if you know about that yet, but if not, I'll talk about that a little bit because I think you should be on there. Sure. But, uh, she was on the beach in Florida <laughs> during a meeting with me. It was so funny. I was like, oh, I'm jealous of that. So. I, I'm jealous of that. Yeah, yes. It was cool. Um, okay. So, so you're from Pittsburgh. Um, growing up as a child, what was your childhood like or, you know, your teenage years like with, uh, being able to discuss sexuality, um, safe sex, what were your parents like on open-minded? So, not, not okay. at all. So, I, my dad was a doctor, so I got the biological components down pat. Okay. But, raised very Catholic and very repressed. So, as much as I got, like, some knowledge in regards to, like, the biology of it, it was, like, very repressed. If you look at a, if you look at a girl, you're going to hell. That okay. wasn't explicitly said, but it was said enough. Right. And there was always this this idea, you should want sex, but never actually pursue it. So, I had a really, really, really screwed up background and upbringing in regards to sexual development. And understanding, so, like, if it was acceptable or not acceptable like that, right? Exactly. Yes. So, understanding acceptable, but even also just what relationships are. Like, how to pursue one, how to actually ask a girl out, you know, the really basic things there. So, I was a very, very, very late bloomer. And, well, I was actually, I'm also a U.S. Army veteran, Operation Iraqi Freedom. And I, thank you. And I, like, went to war before I lost my virginity. So, that was, that's a whole other rant. Oh, wow. Three hours long and... And a whole other so, thing. Did you join the military directly out of high school? Like, let's have a wait for Actually, other- before high school ended. I joined at 17. And okay. with parents' permission, you can do like your yep. army training during, in between, in between junior and senior year. And basically, uh, after that, I got my deployment orders. Um, I was reserved. So I, I immediately got into college and then that three days later got you. my deployment orders. They okay. put me, sent me to Iraq. That was a thing. Okay. Um, any siblings? Yes, I have three. Sister, older brother, me, younger brother. And yes, I definitely have middle child syndrome. Okay, and the siblings, same... Same attitude from parents to your brothers and your sister? like you know, No. So they oh, wow. were much more able to, you know, put the religious stuff to the side and actually develop, like, normal human beings a lot better than me. Huh. So I'm coming back. I'm doing – I'm, like, a young adult. This is probably me 20 and older. Okay. Um. And I'm basically like, okay, I'm super socially anxious. I don't know how to actually interact with other people, let alone women. And now I'm, I basically know that there's a lot of deficits. So I need to explore have my, like, sex, social relationships, everything in a way to compensate for that. So I basically hit the books, took the courses I could, went into my own therapy, and that basically started my, my, me and my journey into becoming a sex therapist. Okay, so that's kind of where, so that's, that's where you decided, okay, this is what I'm, growing up, like in, you know, they always say like, you know, your kids are 13, 14, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? Ever in your head, did you think to yourself, I want to be a therapist? Or does that even cross your mind? Well, no, as a kid, I didn't know what therapy was. Right, okay. Like, I got a little bit of it from the Sopranos, but (laughs) that was basically, you know, the, the entire exposure I got. Maybe, maybe some old jokes from Bugs Bunny where they're, you know, Elmer Fudd's on the couch or something. That was basically the only, the only exposure. So I didn't really understand what therapy was until I was about age 20 and I took my first psychology course and fell in love. And I was like, Okay. okay, this is what I need to do. 
Okay. Um, two things that you just said that I had. So it's funny. You said Sopranos. So I just, uh, in Washington, actually, um, I, I shot, I shot a scene with that. Uh, I shot four scenes, but I shot a scene with a, um, a producer out there. And he said to me, you know, I'm doing a parody on Sopranos. And I nice. go, okay. And he says, so you're going to be Dr. Coos. And I go, okay. And he goes, well, don't you know what I'm talking about? Like when Tony goes to see his therapist and I said, I don't watch TVs. I don't have a clue. Just give me my lines and tell me what I'm supposed to do. So, but now I've watched all of his other parodies that lead up to, you know, Dr. Coos, this, this whole Tony thing. And now I get it. So I don't even have to watch the Sopranos. I just have to watch the parodies on him. So there you go. <laughs> you got enough of the information. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. And I, my, when I was growing up, um, and my parents got divorced. They sent me to a, a therapist, you know, and, mm-hmm. um, I was six years old and I didn't like, I remember, I just remembered that I had the hatred towards the process and this woman, she would tell me, you know, close your eyes, scribble. What do you see? And I'm like, I see scribble. And she's like, don't you see boobs and a vagina there? And I'm like, no, I see scribble, you know? And, but now that I'm older, I look back and I go, I get it. What she was trying to do, you know, yeah. at the time I was just thought she was a nut job. <laughs> Um, yeah. you're going, yeah. Okay. So we go on, we do pursue this thing in psychology. Now, at what point did you tell your parents your focus was going to be on like sex therapy and relationships and love and stuff like that? Still haven't actually. Oh, so, but hey, mom is... and dad. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, my dad has passed, so we didn't have to deal with that. My mom's still alive and still very religious. And okay. actually recently at one of the family holiday gatherings, there was some innocuous sexual statement about just, I think it was just about some older person having sex. And I don't remember the context, but I remember my mom saying that's disgusting. Uh So the real, she might hear from this uh, podcast when when we post it. So we'll see. But um, mom, it's love unconditionally. You know that, right? (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's, that's her Mm. problem. So, um, in regards to me at like embracing this niche of, of sex therapy, mm-hmm. it has been, um, slow going actually. Cause my initial niche was working with pissed off men who can run towards gunfire, but can't tell their dads they love them. And okay. I still have plenty of those. Okay. It's only been relatively recently in the last year where I've really focused on sexual health, sexual therapy. And that's because I get a lot of young men who like me, super socially anxious, virgin, unable to, you know, pursue the relationships they want, very afraid. They need a little bit more courage, a little bit more, um, a little kick of, you know, kick in the ass to get yeah, out there. Yeah, or um, advice work. on how to do it, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, I had and, some, go ahead. Um, no, I also have older men who okay. are, maybe they've reached a point in their life where they're having a lot of performance anxiety or erectile dysfunction mm-hmm. or health issues or... Um, whatever reason, maybe they just gotten divorced and they need to actually understand what going out on a date is because right. they haven't done yeah, that in 20 years. Exactly. I, I talk about that all the time that, you know, that how dating has turned into a lot of this online meeting versus, you know, and, you know, I have friends that are 65, 70 years old, divorced, same thing. And they go, I don't even know where to fucking start. You know, and I get yeah. that. I get it. I get it. I get it. Um, question for you. Would you say, cause this is an interesting one, majority of your patients I'm going to go with their men then, right? Do men feel more comfortable talking to other men? Really? So here's the thing. Because men go to therapy generally less than women, Mm -hmm. it's actually a really good ratio. That 50-50 men to women is really good because most practices, at least the ones I talk about or talk to, a lot of times it's, you know, 10-90, 10 men and 90% women. Hmm. 
interesting because I would think like as a woman, we're more comfortable sometimes to speak to another woman about issues. And as a man, mm-hmm. maybe more comfortable to speak to other men. Um, now for me, like I work, I, I do webcamming and I do, um, I work for uh, Dr. Susie's block Institute as a therapist for her, like a chat therapist. Fantastic. And, um, I get a lot of calls from men that, you know, will tell me, you know, I want to talk to you about something, but you know, please don't judge me. I'm the only one. And I go, listen, you might be, but I'm pretty doubtful that you're not. So you're, you know, tell me and I'm going to tell you. And most of the time it's, you know, like, uh, uh, I, 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 I like women's panties or I like to wear my mom's panties. Why, you know, and I'm like, Oh God, you and another million men, you know what I mean? Yep. So, um, but I want, we'll talk about a little bit, some of those questions that I told you earlier before we started recording, we're going to get to those. Um, okay. So parents, sure. so as far as mom knows, you are a therapist and a discussion. That's all she yeah. knows, right? Okay. Yeah, and that's basically it. I don't advertise the sex therapy too, too much. I'm getting more into that, but yes. Okay. And then, um, God, I have so many questions. Um, Okay. First of all, are you married, married or any kids or ever been married? I am single and looking. Single and looking. Never been married? No kids. Never been married. Huh. Interesting. Do you think that that was because you're military and uh, really focusing on your schooling or what do you think? I have definitely sacrificed a lot of my young adulthood to work and fixing myself. Yes. And it's like, okay, great. Now I'm like a really good potential partner. I just need to get out there and actually date people and do that stuff. Yes. Which you has live been in slow Pittsburgh. Going. Hey, I have an offer for you. I'm single too. And I live in California and it's sunny here, you know. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm not too attached, especially because I can live out of a van if I wanted to. Oh, there you so. go. Yes, that's right. We can travel and do therapy. We do therapy on the road together. Yeah. Oh, that'd be nice. My little brain's turning right I'm, now. I'm part of so many Facebook groups that online therapists living that RV life, travel therapy. Ah, I love it. That's cool. Yeah, Facebook. So, all right, Facebook, I'm being nice to you guys for just a minute. It's nice in that you can join all these different groups. Like, I'm a part of a ton of um uh speakers, you know, groups like where you can do speakers yeah. and uh, uh, what else did I join? Podcast groups and documentary groups, stuff like that. All the things that I'm involved in. Okay, that's it. That's all you get, Facebook. All you get. There you That's go. it. That's it. That's it. I'm done with them. Okay. So moving on. Um, go ahead. I know. Okay. So let's see. So never married, no kids, but I agree with you that, that, um, you know, I always tell people if, if you don't like who you are or you're not, you know, uh, you know, steady with your life, your job, your financials, don't get involved in a relationship because you're not ready yet. You don't, don't bring somebody Absolutely. else into your drama. So it's good. To I make, have so. so many clients who are in toxic relationships mm-hmm. and I'm like, listen, we should definitely either fix or get you out of this toxic relationship. But eventually we really need to work on you actually loving and accepting yourself. Exactly. Maybe fixing a little, a few things here and there. Exactly. I mean, I would say same thing. A lot of the people that I coach are, um, this is one of the biggest things I always say is, you know, they're older. Okay. They're 65 coming out of, you know, they're divorced now. And the one thing I always hear, do you hear this a lot is, um, I should have, I should have left that job when I was 30. I hated it and I was yeah. miserable, but I stayed in the marriage of the job for the sake of the kids. And now I'm 65 years old and I have no idea where to start. I'm starting my life over all the time. I should have, what have all the time. You hear it too? Absolutely. Okay. And my message of personal empowerment of saying, listen, I can do better. Mm-hmm. is really hard for people to hear. And I mean better in relationship, job, sex, sleep, finance, really hard anything. For people to believe, I think, right? Well they don't believe also, in themselves. This is the best I can get. This is what I was meant for. That's what they think. Well yes yeah, so that but also the courage part where it's like mm-hmm. listen, that job that pays you nothing is gonna keep you forever. 
And it's like, I'd rather have the stability than the riches, or I'd rather have the stability with this toxic relationship mm-hmm. than face being alone. And it's like, it's hard for some people to hear. Like, this is, you're going to have to go through some adversity before you actually go to get towards the really, the healthy reward you want. Right. Or, or where, and I think you, you heard my seminar and I talk about this a lot mm-hmm. to my listeners is that, you know, we're all raised with, you know, this is what you do. You you get up, you get married, you have a white picket fence, you have two dogs, a cat, you know, whatever it is, two kids, whatever. And then, you know, this is the job. You go to college and you get out of college and you get a job. And it's a discussion. And God forbid you stray off of what your parents have raised you to do. Now you're a bad person. You know, at least, you know, and that's a lot of what we all hear. That's That was my case, you know. Yeah. And the, as we were talking a little bit before, the idea of like, Hey, this kid is an extension of me. I want them to be safe more than I want me to be safe. Yeah. It's like, oh, I see my kid go off and off in the weeds. Now I'm getting scared. Yes, you guys, we were talking about this earlier. Um, what we were saying is that, you know, when we're teenagers, we're invincible, you know, and we'll go on roller coasters and we don't think we're ever going to die or, you know, nothing's going to happen to us. We're invincible. At least that's how I was, you know, and once you have children, your attitude changes because now you know that these kids rely on mom and dad to be there. And so, um, there's things that I won't do now that people were like, but you used to. And I'm like, yeah, but now I have my boys. Like those are, that's my mm-hmm. life. My kids are my life. And I think that's what happens is a lot of people start to live their lives for their kids. Right. You know? Yeah, um, absolutely. And then they're not happy in themselves. So see that we're working I'm on that. I'm going the so. opposite direction as I was a very timid kid. Uh-huh. And now that I'm like, courageous and in my old age i'm like yes adventure let's go do some crazy roller coasters let's do it oh but you don't have the kids yet no i don't have the kids i don't have anything tying me down or keeping me afraid i'm like oh yeah it's fine i know it's so interesting it really it really is i'm I'm trying to think who i was okay so that let's lead to that because i told you i had a question that i was going to address on here with you and i'm going to get your advice okay so i'm going to rewind for a second you i don't know which uh seminar which day you came to the seminar was it the second day was it on saturday Saturday, yeah okay um so you must have left after i started speaking with like one of the guests that was sitting there you didn't stay in the room all right so uh some of my listeners know this i had a guest that uh came up to me an attendee that came up to me and said um can i speak with you privately and everybody was already gone okay and the the short version is that he expressed to me that he is 25 years old he's a jehovah's witness and um he is starting to really feel that he might have an attraction towards um the same sex and also he doesn't know anything about sex. It's, you know, it's a Jehovah's Witness. Okay. So very religious based. And he told me that his mother just texted him or called him and found out that he was at the Exotica Expo and told him never come home again. Okay. And he started crying to me and it was heartbreaking because, you know, as a, as a, he's, he's still living at home. Okay. So he's got a couple options. Option one, you go home and you tell your mom, I made the biggest mistake of my life. I'll never do it again. And hopefully she forgives you and you have a place to live. Okay. Option two, you go home and you say, listen, mom, I'm not you. I love you. You're my mom, but I'm not, I, I don't want to be a Jehovah's Witness. I don't, I don't believe in the same values. I, I believe in something different or I've got these feelings that are going on in my head, my brain, whatever. And she can look at you and say, get the hell out of the house. Right. Or, oh, we still love you unconditionally, which we know is not going to happen in that situation. You know? And there's, or I told him option three, he's, he, you know, he, he lives to their wishes until he's 60 years old. And then when they pass away, he says, I should have, would have, could have back to that one. Right. What, right. let's start with that. Um, and when he left that day, like I gave him a copy of my book, I gave him my phone number and I said, you know, if you go home and she really doesn't let you in the house, like you come back here, like you've got to, you know, we'll take, I'm, I, I felt my heart broke. So give me your advice on that first. Cause then it's going to lead to my second question. First, no one choose option three. 
for the love of God, do not choose option three. I work with so many people who choose option three, either in regards to their sexuality, their wishes, whatever. They're living for someone else. They're burying themselves. Remember, you guys, that's the... That's the I woulda, shoulda, coulda, okay? That's what. Yeah, do not deny yourself who you are because it will cause more mental problems in the long term. Almost like you're going to war against yourself. Yeah. Because you are. So don't do that. Option two is probably the best. Either in, hey, you know, I get it. There's a lot of trauma around Jehovah's Witnesses, Mormonism, Mm -hmm. all all of the, I was raised Catholic. I have a lot of, I, was raised, I still have I was raised, some I was anger around Jewish. that. Yeah, I was yes. raised Jewish. And I, of course, I had anger too on that, which actually my father addressed me years later. He actually called and said, you know, uh, I think it was like, you know, good yonta or happy holidays or new year. And I said, and to you, and he says, did you go to Shoal? And I go, what do you think? Like, did I go to synagogue? And he said, you know, I owe you, I owe you and your brother an apology because I forced this religion on you guys growing up that the minute you turned 18, you told me to go to hell and go to the ridges and go to hell. And he says, and I think that maybe had I just educated you about the religion, but not forced it upon you, you might've embraced certain parts of it. And he's a hundred percent right. hundred percent. Yeah, right. absolutely. Yeah. So yes, there's plenty but, of religious trauma, family trauma. Oh my God. There's so many clients who I, I wish I was seeing people in person so I could give them hugs. Yeah. So I do the, the digital version. Never, I know me too. So let's go back to this guy. So option two, you guys was the one where I said, you know, you go to your family and you say, you know, you should love me unconditionally, but you have to accept me as your son. And these mm-hmm. are the feelings and things I have. And, I, and I, I'm coming to you with them, you know, and that's option two. Now, let's go there. Yeah, and it, let's be perfectly honest. Let's go to the worst case scenario. They disown you. Pack your crap. Get out of here. And the answer is go. I know that's like callous for me to say, but no, go. go. Do whatever the hell you need to do. Find another apartment, get a job, or start selling plasma. Do whatever you need to do to get out of a conditionally acceptable family, house, whatever. And the concept is, and this person is just looking to explore some level of sexuality, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, pre-marriage. Normal, look, okay, I'm gonna be a little biased here and say, not that big a deal, but definitely a big deal for a Jehovah's Witness. Yes. So, there are more accepting communities, but this area, you have to be a certain way or else we don't accept you. That can be, that's too much pressure. Right. And this is the advice I gave him too. I said to him, I gear, cause he says to me, you know, there's no other, there's nobody else that's gonna de- dealing with this pressure. And I said, bullshit. Bullshit. I guarantee you, you get online right now, which we have the access to the internet, and you type yep. in, you know, I left the Jehovah's Witness support groups, and I guarantee they are out there, and you will find yeah. somewhere that you can go, and they will take you in and help and explain to you that you made a good decision by leaving a toxic, I say relationship. It's a toxic relationship. It is. Yeah, you know? absolutely. So, okay, so that was my advice to him. Um, I did do a podcast, you know, about it, uh, you know, to see if anybody had any advice on that, and I have gotten some, but I've never heard from him again, so I don't know. I hope he's doing well wherever he is. I hope he is, too. I hope he listens. I always told him to come and listen. Um, Leads to my next question that I said to you. So the other day I had somebody contact me. Um, I've coached them before, and they asked me if they could, um, you know, set up another session with me. And he said that this whole pandemic, I guess he thinks it's the pandemic because he said he never used to be like this before. It's caused him to have a fear to go outside, like out into Mm -hmm. social, you know, due to the crimes that he sees on the news, but yet if he stays home, okay, he feels like he's guilty for not living his life. And I said to him, you know, every day that we get in our car, 
we are risking our lives every day, mm-hmm. you know? And I said, you know, you can stay home where you think you're going to be safe and home, you know, but you're, yes, you're not living your life anymore. Or you can go out there and live your life. And that's where we talked about, but now that I have children, they rely mm-hmm. on, you get it? So where would you go with something like that? Because I told them, I said, you know, this is an interesting one. I'm going to look into it a little bit more for you. Security and empowerment. Because, okay. okay, so logistically, the question is, well, if you were robbed, just as an example, mm-hmm. would you be able to defend yourself? Would you be able to know what to do? Let's just use that example. No, you know, you're too afraid. Well, let's figure out the scenario and figure out what you actually want to do in this situation and actually go through the logistics. But the other thing is just courage. Okay. Turn off the news because it's terrible. That's what I it doesn't said. actually Don't tell you any of the good stuff. Absolutely. I'm a big advocate of willful ignorance. I'm like, there's nothing good on it. It's just going to piss you off. Mm-hmm. Don't do it. If there's something that's important that will genuinely affect you, someone in your life will tell you. Mm-hmm. You do not need the news person to tell you it. I love that because I don't watch the news. I really don't. Good. And, uh, I, I, and I already told you guys I don't watch TV or anything. So I've never, I mean, the last movie I saw was Sully. Like people are like, no ways. I'm like, I don't watch movies, but no. I don't watch the news. And I'm a big advocate of what you just said. It's, it's awful. It it's is awful. awful. And there's but, nothing good. There's no. nothing beneficial about it. No, my they ex-boyfriend tell you what you can do. My ex-boyfriend used to say, we should have a good news channel, you know, yes. that'd be good. But, um, so that's what I told him. I said, first of all, don't watch the news because yes, everybody's being shot and killed and bombed and robbed. And yeah, it's awful. Okay. But next. And then we go to the empowerment part. Okay. Though. So there's two ways to face anxiety. There's make a fortress or be a soldier. I do a lot of war allegories in my, okay. in my thing. So bear with me. A fortress is great. You got your walls, you got a moat, you got whatever. The best fortresses are prisons though. You can't move. You're stuck there. So this is your house. Yeah, maybe you feel a little bit safer there, but you're basically trapped. Soldier says something like, I can handle whatever the world throws at me or the enemy throws at me. And if I can't, I'll die. That's it. It's like, okay, I can either handle it or I die. So you want basically a balance between those two. That's not the right word. You want to actually jump between both. You want a place that's safe for you so you can recharge. But you also want to be able to go out in the world and say, I can handle whatever the world throws at me. Even Maybe even getting a gun put in my face. Right. So, you know, that's what they say. You know, your home is your safe haven. You know, your safe haven or whatever. But, yeah, you have to be prepared for what's going to happen out there and be aware of your surroundings and stuff. You know, of course, mm-hmm. a whole nother, that's a whole other episode. We'll, I'll bring in a cop and we'll talk. I got a cop on Instagram that's writing me and he makes cupcakes and he's nice. a cop cupcake and he said he's going to deliver me cupcakes. So maybe I'll have him deliver me cupcakes while he comes and gives us advice on safety. Absolutely. That'd be awesome. <laughs> that? Um, yeah. So that was kind of, you know, what I had said to him, you know, the same thing that, you know, you can live your life forever, but I did say to him, you know, you're not the only one. And I think that you'll agree with me on this. Um, this pandemic has caused a lot of people to, and technology, to, we don't have the social skills anymore. Everything's oh, no. done God, no. behind apps and computers and your phone, right? Yeah, absolutely. I have this very long, angry rant that will will not take the three hours of me cursing <laughs> for before that. But, yeah, well, it's the courage part as well. Everyone's afraid of each other now. Not yeah. only as, like, yo, you're a plague carrier. Now it's also... What if I inadvertently offend you? What if I say something wrong, do something wrong, all this nonsense? And it's like, okay, worst case scenario, you say something wrong, they tell you, you apologize. You probably didn't say anything wrong in the first place. But the idea is we're so hypersensitive to rejection that 
with no or, one's doing anything. Or not only rejection, but um, uh, don't you? I see this a lot too. Um, it's you're entitled to your own opinion. Okay, so that's you know that's freedom of speech, and yeah. I see this on Facebook. I see Facebook people that are friends. I'll just, I'm not going to say names, but people, let's just say, you know, two people in the adult industry that have known each other for years, okay? And they're actually having an online fight about vaccine versus no vaccine, or this president versus that president. And you know what? You're entitled to your own opinion, but are you going to really lose a friendship over that? And people do. A lot of people are. Yeah, oh, they are. Yeah, it's awful. But, you know, trigger fingers turn into Twitter fingers. Mm-hmm. And I have a friend who's in the industry, and she was talking about, how there's this one person, some troll, talking a bunch of crap on her. She sees him at some club, wouldn't, won't say a word to him, like, just, she shows up, has, tries to have a conversation. He just, deer in the headlights, very yeah. afraid. We call that, it's that like, you're- Oh, you're really cool behind a screen, aren't yeah. you? Always. That we talked about that. I talked about that yesterday with somebody, exactly. That, um, people feel safe to be able to say whatever they want behind their little computer, but put them up front and face, you know, face to face with you and say, say it now. Say it now. Yeah, and absolutely. Then don't want to say it, yeah. So, exactly. Um, and then yeah. I think as well, like besides the courage and the fact that there's so much negativity on the social scene, yeah. it's also something like I have so many clients who are, I don't want to put this, just drained by social activity. I, I think there's an increase in introversion where I people agree. are getting way more afraid of people and viewing a social interaction as a chore rather than something fun. Bingo. Um, you know, that th- we talked about this also as well. Um, you're so addicted to log into your Instagram, your Twitter, your Facebook, whatever, and see how many likes you got on your post. You notice that, you know, whereas like <clears throat> somebody like me, <clears throat> and I wholeheartedly mean this, um, in the adult industry, I have to be on all this social media. I have to. Okay. And sorry, you guys, but I hate it. I hate, hate, hate it, okay? And I have somebody that does it for me. So FYI, when you're sending your penis, my little friend in Bangladesh is taking a look at your penis, not me, okay? Just so you know. Fantastic. Um, right? And I told him, he's like, what do you want me to do with this? And I go, tell them you don't like it. Tell them who you are. But um, but in all seriousness, you know, that's what – everything's come become, you know, there's these apps and the social communication that way. And I have webcam clients who say to me, can I do a session with you tonight? But not like a session session. I just want to talk to you. And, you know, they have just come home from the bar and saying to me, I didn't know how to talk to the women tonight. You know, and I'm like, oh, my God. And we have to, like, rewind, you know, okay, well, let's start with how did you meet them? Who knew them? So-and-so, you know. They're so used to doing it behind a computer. Yeah. And, well, this is something I'm teaching a lot of young men, especially a lot of coders, a lot of software engineers. It's like, no, this is what basic social skills are. On eye contact, maybe smile, maybe use your hands, but be front forward. Don't keep your head down. Don't like break your neck. You're fine. And it's the, the like really basic etiquette, social yeah. etiquette that is being lost in no one's teaching it. Exactly. Your parents or teachers, no, no one. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, not just because. Yeah, because we've got the technology goes back to that. Now, let me ask you this: Is this something you ever do with your clients uh, or your patients? Uh, somebody like that. Okay, so he says to you, you know, I, I'm back in the world of dating. Okay, twenty years, you know, twenty years married. Okay, do you guys ever do role play? And is it weird to Absolutely do role play? Role is play. it weird for them to do role play with you though? See, that's why you and I go um, on the video. Yeah, together. all the time, but I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they can be as awkward as possible. In fact, like, that's like the more awkward, the better, because we're breaking hey, through some up, barriers. I just gave up with something. We're gonna we're gonna travel the world, travel the nation, you and me in our van. 
your van, but I'm yes. coming. And um, when we have to do role play, I'll do the girl part. How about that? <laughs> Sounds perfectly fine to me. Let's do this. Oh my God. I'm seriously in. I'm going to go soon. I always tell people once I stop doing like everything I'm doing, they won't see me on social media anymore. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, at that point, you don't need to. Exactly. Like, everything that's like, okay, so Facebook has been good. It has got me some clients. It has yeah. got me a lot of connections within my industry, networking, love it. But you know, if I didn't need it, if I was, if I was rich and I was just retired, never, I would never be on there. hundred percent, hundred percent. I mean, and I will say, yeah, a lot of the social media for sure. I have networked with, well, I mean, I met you, you know what I mean? I mean, I've met with uh, photographers and directors yep. and writers and all. Yeah. So that's all good and stuff. But like I had an ex-boyfriend who invested way, way back in the beginning in cryptocurrency. And I'm like, well, how much is it worth now? And he's like, like a couple million. And I'm like, dude, let's sell it back and let's go. Let's go. Let's go live on an island. Let's go enjoy life. And he's like, nah, I'm going to write it out. And I was like, are you dumb? <laughs> Still <laughs> writing it out. So we'll see. I don't know. But I, I wasn't going to wait for the write out. <laughs> I understand. Okay. So, okay. Well, gosh, this is interesting. All right. Let's get a little bit too. Um, Because one thing that caught my eye was that you are now involved with pineapple um, support. And Love pineapple I, support. Okay. So I'm going to give my, some of them, my listeners might not remember. So I'm going to rewind and then we're going to go there. Pineapple support is, was started by an adult performer. She was more of the fetish world and webcamming world who was sitting at one of the AVN awards where they show the screen of who's passed away that year. And a lot of the people that had passed away were adult performers that had taken their own lives and committed suicide due to cyberbullying or due to drug addiction because they were trying to stay skinny or whatever it was. And it was it made her say to herself, somewhere needs to be a, you know a, a, a no cost um, option and support group where these adult performers can contact someone any time of the day and get help if they're feeling in a state of depression. And that's where she started Pineapple Support. And I had her as a guest, and that's Leah. And so then I noticed that you are now offering your counseling and help as a therapist there. So talk a little bit about that. Yeah, I've been with Pineapple Support for I think about two two and a half years now. Um, I think a one of my friends uh, referred me to them. I was like, this is great. I love working in, of course, of course, we talked about why I like sex so much. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is a perfect opportunity to expand. So got in with them. Love when they give me referrals. Love working with people in the industry. It's been great. How do you, do you get a lot of, um, so uh, how does it work? Does she, uh, I know you're listed on their, how does it work? Like, how did how, do you, so get, a, do you, get, a, do you say, get a notice? Like someone's going to call you. Yeah. Yeah. So let's say you have a client, let's, potential client. Let's say you have, say an adult performer, producer, whoever is actually looking to do therapy. They go on pineapplesupport.com. They send in the application form, which is basically just an online form. They say, this is what's going on. This is why, by the way, this is all confidential and HIPAA compliance. So oh, that's yeah. all fine. And they say, this is what's going on. That goes to pineapple support in the back end. They say, oh, this person is in Pennsylvania or Florida. Let's send to whoever is licensed in, in those states yeah. and taking clients. And, of course, we – so Pineapple Support has therapists worldwide now, by the way. So if you are looking for someone in your state, we have yeah. one for you. She lives in – you guys, she lives in Ibiza. So she's in – you know, so she's got people all over. She's a, she's a brilliant woman. Oh, absolutely. That's awesome. Love her. So, Love her. They basically, the client, uh, excuse me, so Pineapple Support sends the case to the clinician. Clinician okay. sets it up with the client. The client and them meets. At the end of the month, the clinician bills Pineapple Support for their fee, and the client doesn't actually pay either. It's a cost-sharing thing where they don't pay much or they don't pay anything. Okay, so she says so that's because so, so, she's a nonprofit. I know she was going to, she was a, 
when I interviewed her, she was working on the nonprofit for United States, cause, you know, the, the 501C, because I know it's different everywhere you go. Um, so she has, um, so the client has to pay nothing, but pineapple support does pay you maybe not your entire fee, but what they can, right? Or something yeah, they like have that. A, we have a split thing. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's what I thought. Yeah. I met her, um, met her face to face, uh, two weeks ago in LA. She Great. came to the exhibition show, but we're all wearing masks. Okay. So she goes, hi. And I'm like, hi. And she goes, hi. And I go, hi. And I didn't know it was her until she moved her mask and showed me her shirt. And I'm like, oh, my God, I couldn't recognize anybody. So, yeah, so that's a good one. I'm glad that you're a part of that. Um, yeah. And that is – so if I have anybody that's listening, that's – do they have to just be therapists? Or can I have sex – if anybody – like, I'm a sex coach. I mean, who who – who does a layer, who do they have to be support? Do you have to be a therapist? Do you have to be a psychologist? Or well, no, we do accept volunteers and okay. there are other professions they accept as well. And, um, I also see coaching clients through the, through pineapple support as well. You know, I might put my information out to her then because I know I talked to her in the beginning, but I was still working on my certifications and stuff. So well, they are also recruiting. So if anyone's listening and it would be like to be a volunteer or if you're a therapist or a coach and yes, would please. like to learn more, please check out Pineapple Support. Yeah, I know we just lost somebody yesterday. Another performer. Did you yeah, see that? Yeah, Asia, UK 20, person. Yes, that sucked. 20, 28 years old, I think it said. Is that what it said? 28? I'm not sure. Oh, it breaks my From heart. Young age. Young. Young, if you guys are listening, and you and my well, my a lot of my listeners know this, and my readers know this. Um, if there's like, I don't even charge if they want to send me an email, write me on my website, you know, um, just to talk. I don't want to be the one, you know. I'm just like, please, well, just charge. Don't, well, but, if, it's, yeah. if it's somebody that's like sitting there saying, "I'm going to take my life," I'm like, please just reach out. To me. Okay, please, consultations God, are fine. Yes, yes, yeah, no, good. Please. Reach yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Don't hesitate. Contact yeah. me if you want to know more. Seriously. If you want to actually just get a one-on-one, I'd be happy to do a free consultation. Yeah, we put, we're going to put all your information. Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, it's just, especially now, like, we're, you know, this is a lot of what we talk about. It seems to be repetitive, repetitive is that this fucking pandemic has caused so many people to go into a state of depression. Absolutely. It's, really, it's awful. It's yeah. awful. And, okay, there's lots of states where you can't live the life you had before. You can't mm-hmm. live the life you want in the future. And if you do, you're a selfish bastard and yep. you suck. Yep. Can I curse on here? Oh, yeah, we can curse. We can curse. Okay, cool, I just cool, can't cool. show nudity. Uh, we had a pajama party, me and Lily. And I'm like, Lily, you got to put your boob away. Can't help, can't help boobs out. Sorry, mm-hmm. no boobs. And also other with places the, for that. <laughs> yeah. And fortunately, a lot of my friends, I'm like, okay, we can disagree politically and we're fine. But a lot of people just can't. No. They just can't. I'm like, okay, well, I don't, well, it's not necessarily I don't want to be your friend. It's <laughs> you don't want to be my friend. So I got, I'm not going to try to fight that. Yeah, I mean, that's what I said about that whole, the whole Facebook thing, like the stuff that I read on there and how, you know, big fights, like, you know, on public forums. And I'm like, God, you guys were friends. I was on set with you guys. You guys were like buddy, buddy friends. And now just because one of you believes in the vaccine and one of you doesn't, you're going to lose an entire friendship for it. Yeah. Stupid, 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 stupid. Um, let me see how we're doing on timing. Okay. Wow. God, you are an awesome guest. I'm so glad I found you. So let's go. Thank you. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we're going to, let's see. I want to know, uh, okay. This is a question I always ask my therapist. This is a fun one. What is, you know, let me rewind for a second. I always say that when somebody contacts me and says, you know, I want to order a custom video or a webcam show, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, but let me tell you my idea first because it's very different. And I used to say, 
honey, I've been doing this for 10 years. Like nothing's going to shock me. And then I was like, don't say that anymore because otherwise sometimes we'll, somebody will come to you and I'm like, mother of God, no, I won't do that. So my professional therapist is, is there any time that anybody's walked into your office or contacted you and said, this is the situation that I have. This is my kink. This is my um, fantasy, my fetish, you know, whatever. And you went, wow. Hmm. All right. Let me see how to deal with that one. <laughs> Um, genuinely, no. Okay. Um, it's been pretty mild most of the time. It's like, yeah, like, oh, I like wearing panties. Like, no one cares. Right. Literally, no one cares. Um, for, you know, there are certainly certain cases where I just don't want to work. Like, I'll, I, uh, a couple, I got a referral for a couple recently, and they were like, all right, well, this is the last thing we're going to do to save our marriage. I'm like, okay, we're not going to meet then because you should have done this seven years ago. But oh, there's never been, like, where one person said, this is this is something super extreme that really shocked me. That all got out of me years ago. And okay, because, I- uh, well, I interviewed uh, a doctor. Dr. Tom Murray is a, a therapist or psychologist out of uh, – North Carolina, I think. And he said that somebody had walked in one time and said, and I, I hate telling this story, but you've got to help us with this one. So, cause I think I understand the meaning behind this, but we're going to get to this one right now. Okay. So he had said, um, a, a couple, uh, husband and wife. Okay. Uh, he can, he has erectile dysfunction, so he can't have sex with her anymore. And so to, um, please her, he will deficit in a, bag, shape it to the shape of his penis, and then freeze it, and then it's like a dildo for her to be able to use, okay? And he feels like he's really sharing himself, and she says, I don't want to do it, and Dr. Tom Murray said he'd never heard anything like, like, heard of that. I've never heard anything like that. You had it either? I am now shocked. You see? So then I asked Dr. Lee Phillips on the next episode, and I said, Dr. Lee Phillips, okay, tell me. He says, no, nothing. And I said, are you sure? Nothing? And he goes, nothing. And I go, what about this? And I told him, and he goes, and he goes, oh, honey, that's a Wawanita or whatever it's called. Like, he knew exactly what it was. And I'm like, are you serious? And he's like, it's totally normal. It's how you share yourself, you know? And I'm like, oh, my God, I love you. So isn't that an interesting one? So let's, but let's dig into that one for a second, okay? So, right? So there you go. I'm somebody that came to you. My husband and I came to you. I said, you know, my husband says, but listen, this is how I'm giving myself to my wife. And I'm going, I don't want to do it. That's disgusting. What would you say? Like, that's a really hard one. I like, there's <laughs> I threw the idea of like, <laughs> that, yeah, sure. You're giving yourself, you couldn't have used anything else. Like right? the material wise, there's, there's other things. Yeah. It's an interesting one, you know? So that's one I'm, I was trying to dig my head around, but there's so many um different I guess the word is, I guess it's a fetish, you know, like the fetish with mannequins or the fetish with um, enemas and all these different, you know, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Um, and I'm still trying to wrap my head around some of them and try to dig down deeper into some of them. Well, the other thing is I don't necessarily need to like what they, they like or even understand why they like what they like to help someone either express it or, you know, use, use or it understand in it. a yeah. relationship. Yeah, it's like, okay, you like what you like. In in so far as it's not causing harm to someone else, it's like all right, whatever you like, mannequins go for it. You like, yeah, you know what, you just sitting on cakes, thing. do your thing. Right. Actually, bingo, you just you know, because you nailed that because you know just because somebody has a different and I say this all the time, different alternative relationship, polyamory, fetish, kink, uh, you know, a, a fetish, you know, an addiction to mannequins, whatever it is. Okay, if they're not harming you, so what? Right? So what? Yeah. And that's one of the biggest things, yeah. But I mean, I do try to get my head around, like, okay, well, let's figure out why 
what is it that you really like about enemas and where did that come from? <laughs> Let's see. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I try to analyze everything, but I want to learn. I'm, I'm like a little, I don't watch TV or anything like that, but I read. I'm a reader like you can't imagine. So. Yeah, I gotcha. And a lot of times when, especially when I work with my men who are kinky in some way, like I have one person who's into ball busting. Oh and yeah. He's really concerned about sharing that with someone. And I'm just like, I think of the people I know in the Pittsburgh King scene and I'm just like, they would love you. You see, that's the thing. That's the thing I want my listeners to understand is that a lot of times you guys might think that your fetish, your kink, your fantasy, you're the only one or there's something wrong with you. And there's really not. And I would tell you that 99% of the time, there's a thousand other people that have come to me with the exact same kink, fetish, or fantasy. They really have. Exactly. There's so many people who like what you like, no matter what it is. Mm -hmm. And we should be able to say it openly. I like this. And so what, you know, but yeah. we're still, we're still a repressed society. I wrote an article about that the other day. We're still mm-hmm. repressed. Like you were talking about, wasn't it? You were just talking to me about like, I think it was you like sex education. Right. And oh, how, yeah. yeah. So I was doing an article about like how, even though, even t- even today in 2022, we're still really educating these, you know, the, the students, the sex ed class that they do one, one, one week or whatever is focused just on, um, mostly abstinent than use a condom, but it doesn't tell them, you know, where they can get support if they do want to go on birth control or if they do need to get counseling and stuff like that, you know? Yeah. My dad taught the, I think it was sixth grade sex ed class and very biologically focused, not so much on like, this is what a condom is or birth control right. or what to do, what, what, uh, any of the emotional parts are. Exactly. It's like, yeah, there's, there's a lot more to it. Yeah. Actually, he's also my... teaching in a Catholic school. So, okay. so my, well, my, my son's public school and I actually just got the curriculum mailed to me, emailed. It was funny. I went to the doctor on Tuesday and I was talking to them about their, their child starting their first sex ed. And I said to them, send me the curriculum. So I can see it. And then that afternoon, I got the curriculum for my son. I guess he's repeating it again. They do it once a year in high school. So it's for one week or whatever. And I was reading over it, but nothing addresses like symptoms of STDs. Didn't even show that. They need to know that, you know? You should teach. Another thing we can do on the road. <laughs> yeah, actually. That'd be great. More well, sex our it's been, okay, you guys, it's been nice chatting to everybody. Stephen and I are getting married. We're hitting the road. <laughs> <laughs> look, look for the van. What should we call ourselves? <laughs> um, my mind is spinning right now. One. Yeah, I was going to say, my little mind goes, like when I like think of something, I'll like wake up at three in the morning. You'll get an email from me. I got it. I got the name of the van. <laughs> That's uh, that's right. fine. I won't answer oh till the morning. God. You can send it. Oh, I don't expect an answer until the morning. <laughs> I got your message. Was it you? No, somebody wrote me this morning, seven fifteen a.m. They texted me, "Good morning, sunshine." I'm like, "Sunshine, seven fifteen a.m." Not me. No, they never. <laughs> anybody knows me well, I know they know Coraline needs her coffee. That is for sure. Mm-hmm. All right, my darling, you have been like amazing. What an amazing! Thank I'm you. so glad that I wrote you, and thank you for joining us. I know you weren't feeling good today, so I appreciate you getting up and taking the time. A little sick. Uh, it's because you're in Pittsburgh and it's not sunny and you need to be in California in our van on the road. I agree wholeheartedly. Um, I'll do the road trip and get out there. So I, I will always in our, in our, um, on our website, you guys, Hanky Panky Podcast. And of course, like on YouTube, we always put down how they can reach out to you. But if you're driving in your car right now and you're listening on Spotify or Anchor or anything like that, it is, can you tell them your website again? I know it's Prosperity Council. Sure. It's prosperitycc.com. I would have forgotten the CC. Okay. Prosperitycc.com. That's it, right? Yep. All right. And that's how they can reach out to you. And that is worldwide if they wanted to do counseling and they lived in 
England or something, right? They could do that. Yeah, for coaching, you can see me anywhere. I've had right. coaching clients in Vietnam, Hungary, anywhere. Perfect. Um, okay, last question, and then we're going to close it out. And my last question for you is, where do you see yourself in the future? Like, you, you've accomplished a lot. You, you've done a lot. What do you, what's your ultimate end goal? That's a- Well, actually, I want to do a little bit more of what you do. I want to do seminars. I want to be an angrier and more effective version of Tony Robbins. Okay. I want to be like, all right, let's fill out this room, talk about everything, sex, self-sabotage, empowerment, and let's get this done. I would There's love a- to speak at Exotica. You know what's going. Now my mind is turning again. With like, we work together doing seminars because I think that we both, we have the same view. Okay. But we bring a male and a female perspective to the seminars. That'd be pretty nice. Yeah. I think that would be amazing. That would be absolutely amazing. We'd have to make long. See, that's the other thing about Exotica. It's 25 minute seminars. Okay. Do you Mm. notice how fast I, you guys think I talk fast now in my hours (laughs) up there? I'm like, all right. So here's a little little, bit of, right? Because I you were going very quickly. Yes. I I was trying to write things down. I have to because I get 25 minutes to, get my message across and on top of that i'm dealing with the pussy licking next door right so, yes. so that would be amazing okay so your goals you want to get out there you want to talk more in front of do seminars and stuff like that i love it it's such yes, a and you know what else i like and i will end it with this uh the, like one of the biggest rewards to me and everything i do my podcast my articles uh my book my seminars okay is when that one person writes me calls me emails me comes up to me and says you just saved me that one person makes I me go doing what i'm doing right don't you? I do love that. Yeah, absolutely. I do. I mean, that's like, that's, it makes me just say, huh, all right, I am doing what I like, you know, cause, um, I end it with this. Okay, you guys. And you can tell me if you agree or not, but we've talked about the what a shoulda coulda, right? And this is where you're supposed to be in life. And this is what your parents raised you to be. And you know what? Nowhere in my life did I expect to be a, you know, immigrant from South Africa, going to the Olympics for South Africa, to marry, divorce, working in a brothel, a stripper, an adult performer, to writing a book, to doing a podcast, to traveling around and doing seminars, and then going on to get my certification in sexology and stuff like that, right? And my father said to me the other day, and if he's listening, I'm sorry, Dad, but you said this. He said, you could have been anything in the world, and you chose this. And I went, huh, you're right. I could have been anything in the world, and I chose this an international best-selling author. I'm traveling and I'm teaching people to be who they are and who they want to be. You're right. I found exactly what I wanted to be. I found my destiny, my calling, and this is where I am. So thank you. I mean, don't you agree? No, I love that. Absolutely. You know, it's, it's you guys can be anything in the world that you guys want to be. So be what you want to be. That's the message. Love That's it. the message. Thank you so much, my darling, for being on the show with us. What an absolute pleasure having you and meeting you. Guys, if Same. you want to reach out, again, it's prosperitycc.com. Also, we'll have it written down and we'll have your contact information. Until next time. Thank you for listening thank to Thank You, Thank You Podcast. Thank you, Stephen. It was an absolute pleasure having you on the show. See you guys next week. And next week I have, let me just think for a second. Oh, yes, another whole side of the industry. I've got Erica, who is a stage performer in the BDSM world. We'll be bringing her on. All right, thanks. Till next time. Stephen, thank you so much again. Have a wonderful day. Thanks for listening to the Hanky Panky Podcast with your host, Coraline Jewell. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. Be sure to check out our archive section on our website for previous podcasts. Check us out on YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter at Hanky Panky Podcast. Join us next time for another edition of the Hanky Panky Podcast. And remember, always be true to yourself.